Leading under normal circumstances can be very challenging. And when the world seems to be in turmoil, leading becomes even more difficult. But there are opportunities to be a positive force, to lift your team, and get results even in the midst of extreme difficulties, despair, and distraction. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad that you're here. It's been really hard to tune into the news lately. This episode is being recorded soon after hearing about the attacks in Israel, but the reality is that there will always be times when the world feels especially heavy, times when people are afraid, saddened, preoccupied with dark news, maybe depressed, feeling hopeless or triggered. I've been in meetings recently where someone seems checked out or someone's cried about recent events, they're worried, consumed by all the negative news. So what can you do in your role as a leader when there seems to be a collective sense of doom or fear or overall sadness? I'll suggest a few easy things, including specific examples of how you might communicate to help you figure out what might work best in your situation. Of course, people all over the globe are impacted by what's been happening in our world lately. When you see some people, it's evident they express their emotions. Others are good at masking their emotions. They'll say things like, I'm fine. Of course, you know, some people believe what fine stands for, F-I-N-E, stands for feeling insecure, neurotic, and emotional. That's what some people think. Um, Regardless, it's possible that you have some people on your team who are deeply affected by events. They may or may not be able to express their thoughts and feelings. Some may be losing sleep. Some may be asking bigger questions. What does this mean? What really matters? Some team members who've been feeling stressed already may struggle even more or even decide to move on. One thing for sure, the more tragic the scenarios, the more compassion is needed in the world and in the workplace, and it starts at the top. So how would you rate your own compassion for people, you know, as a leader? Or how evident is your compassion at work? Now is the time to do what you can to lift the load where possible, to take a little pressure off and lead more lightly. Now is not the time to try to push hard for results when people in general are feeling more fragile. And of course, you yourself may be impacted, so I'll address that too. But first, I just wanted to share some seemingly basic yet important things to do when people in general are highly sensitized. I have seven tips, and I'm including some specific examples of what you might say. And like everything else I share on the podcast, do figure out what works best for you. These are just some suggestions. Number one, acknowledge the obvious. You know, it's important to to sit down with your team and say something like, you know, these events have been very unsettling. And I know you may be feeling a sense of sadness or anger or shock or dismay. You know, it's hard to pretend like we should be going along like business as usual right now. So you can simply state what you're seeing and hearing. And if you're in middle management, you might need to share what you're hearing at the most senior executive levels. You know, something like we we're anticipating uh 
any potential impact on our business, or I know senior leadership is is taking a serious look at the morale of the organization. Bottom line here is be less business as usual and more realistic. State what you see, what you know. Number two is to share what you're feeling. And this requires vulnerability. So you might say something like, it's been hard for me to stay focused. Or there are times when I feel helpless witnessing the atrocities. I don't know exactly what to do, but I'm concerned about you. When you say something like that, there's a lot of strength in your vulnerability. It also helps build trust. It's really frustrating to employees when the leader is trying to act like there's nothing wrong, that you know employees just have to rise above whatever's going on. You may be feeling exasperated that work isn't being done or that it's not meeting the standards that you'd like. And if that's the case, state it in a way that doesn't cast blame. Instead, acknowledge your own accountability. If you're extremely frustrated, believe me, this is not a time to, to try to yell louder. People will shut down. You can express your frustration in a different tone that will be better received. Something like, I am frustrated with where we are, and I'm working on what I can do or do differently to help us move forward. I really need your commitment and support as well. So be less stoic and more vulnerable. Number three, state your hope or your intention. You might say something like, it's my hope that we can be extra sensitive now with each other and do what we can to continue moving forward on our project or mission or whatever it is that you're working on. Or another suggestion would be to say something like, my intention is to give us space to share whatever we need to so we can move forward despite the heaviness. Or my hope is that I can help provide the support you need to achieve what's most important now. We can use this time to assess or reassess how we can do things more easily. And that, you know, that's the main key to to leading lighter. I see a lot of leaders asking, what can we do better? What do we need to improve you know, but they rarely ask, what can we do more easily? It's important to plant that question so your brain or their brain kicks in to find answers. Maybe you, your team, or organization are making things too difficult. On yourselves, consider setting an intention to make work easier. Work doesn't have to be hard. So be less reactive and more intentional. Number four, invite conversation. Here, you're just trying to get a pulse on things. And you can say something like, I'd love to know how you're doing. Feel free to reach out to me. Or if you need to talk or have concerns, I want to hear them. So, you know, when you say that, of course, you're not a therapist. Clearly, you're not expected to be a therapist. So I'm not suggesting that you try to become that. But what is most important is that people feel like they're seen and heard and understood. I can't emphasize how far that goes when someone feels like the leader sees, hears, and understands them. You might ask, what's the biggest challenge for you right now? What do you think you need right now? In some cases, you may have to refer them to a a mental health professional or coach or another resource for guidance or support. Be less directive and more invitational. Number five, welcome feedback or suggestions. Now, this can be tricky because some leaders think just because they ask for feedback, their employees will give them feedback. And many employees hesitate to give constructive criticism or any feedback that could be construed as negative. So you might use the word suggestions instead. The whole point is to open the door for team members to contribute a solution or to help uh, create the path forward. I know one employee who just gave feedback to his boss, he's in the, in the tech field, and the boss said, I hear you, but uh, the boss went on to justify what they thought was most important. 
And it's not uncommon for a leader or manager to be so focused on outcomes, numbers, sales results, that they dismiss the feelings or emotions that employees are expressing. In that particular case with that tech company, the employee was trying to tell the boss that he and others are burning out. But the boss said, essentially, you've got to double down and work harder right now. We've got to meet our numbers. So how do you think that went over? Be less set in your own way of thinking and more open to others' ideas. Number six is to establish a doable goal. And this will likely be something short-term. It means looking at a piece of a bigger process and just focusing on the next step or a tighter time frame. When people are feeling down and then looking at this huge mountain that they have to climb, it can seem really overwhelming and demotivating. One of the best ways to keep people motivated is by helping them gain a sense of progress. And that happens more easily when you can break things down into doable steps. So there are times when you want to cast a big, inspiring vision, and other times when you just want to help people get through a week, sometimes even a day, one step at a time. So during these you know, heavy times, be less focused on the big, overwhelming goal and more focused on a small, doable step that gives people a sense of accomplishment. And last but not least, and you could probably predict this if you followed my podcast for a while or you know me, it's show appreciation. You can express appreciation in different ways. In fact, I'll be doing another episode specifically on that topic soon with with a guest. When everything seems to be going wrong and, and times are heavy, it's easy to point to all the things that aren't working. Find something that is, or at least show appreciation for the effort, even if the result isn't what you'd hope for. It's so simple. It doesn't take much and it goes a long way to help people in tough times. Say, Joe, thanks for working overtime. Or Sarah, you showed great patience when that customer was so upset. Or to get a little more personal, acknowledge someone you know who's going through a difficult time personally. Maybe they're taking care of a sick child or an elderly parent. They may have lost a loved one. You can say something like, thanks for doing what you can. I appreciate what you're doing. I know things are tough now. So be less critical and more appreciative. So those are just seven tips or ideas for you to consider. I'll do a quick recap. Number one is acknowledge the obvious. In other words, be less business as usual and more realistic, stating what you see and hear. Number two is share what you're feeling. Be less stoic and more vulnerable. Number three is to state your hope or intention. So you're being less reactive and more intentional. Number four is to invite conversation so you can get a pulse on what's really going on. Be less directive and more invitational. Number five is welcome feedback or suggestions. So be less set in your own way of thinking and more open to others' ideas. Number six is establish a doable goal. Be less focused on the big overwhelming goal and more focused on a small doable step. Number seven is show appreciation. So be less critical and more appreciative. I'm working on a new book that will be going into more depth on these themes. So I'll keep you posted on that. Um, In the meantime, if you did like this episode, you might want to listen to a previous one uh, that I published recently, especially if you yourself are struggling with some of the issues uh, that are mentioned in this episode. 
Um, That episode talked more specifically about dealing with loss or grief, your own personal loss or grief. It doesn't have the word grief in the title, but that's much of what the focus of the episode is. And the title of that one was The Secret to Self-Kindness When Times Are Tough. So that might be a nice compliment to this episode. Um, You know, I try to keep them short. So go back and listen or re-listen to that one because there's some some complimentary themes that might uh, be useful for you to listen to. I'll add a link to that episode in the show notes as well. So you can check it out if you're interested. That was episode number 168. I hope this one was helpful. I really wish I could offer just the right words or, you know, the the magic approach to help you help others during this incredibly tragic time in our world. As always, if there's a specific challenge you're facing or something especially sensitive you're dealing with, feel free to reach out to me. I've enjoyed so much working with organizations who want to be more deliberate about the culture they're creating, how their teams are working together, how to become more people focused, move through change. And there hasn't been a better time to really look at how you're dealing with your people. Leading more lightly during heavy times doesn't necessarily require doing more. So that's the good news. It's simply tuning into people differently, tuning your people radar, being more of who you really are, showing your compassion by respecting where they are on their personal and professional journey and offering whatever support you can along the way. As always, I'm here for you. Feel free to let me know how you're doing or being. And in the meantime, lead a little lighter doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.